Hello, bonjour, welcome and bienvenue to the Football Well English podcast. I'm your host, Liam, and once again this week I'm joined by Tom. Hello, everyone. And George. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Coming up on this episode, we'll be discussing OL's rampant 5-2 victory against Neem, which saw our opponents relegated, unfortunately, but for us, kept our UCL hopes going into the final day. We'll also be discussing the final match day, really. We're in the final week of league in action now, where we'll be playing Nice. Yeah. Uh, we've also got some transfer news, and we'll also be answering our first ever question from a viewer <laughs> on the podcast. Not questions, just a question. <laughs> one, a single one. one. But disclaimer, guys. We're I getting mean, somewhere. I, I don't. I don't know if you listened to the podcast right to the end, guys. But you know. As we've got your attention now, please do send in questions, like interesting ones. I've got no issue with the question that's coming up ahead, but please do send in questions. So, before we get on to the questions, we've, we've got some match action to review. Leon first name, as mentioned, 5-2 victory. It did see name relegated, unfortunately, for our opponents. We wish them the best in league. They're hopefully they can bounce back up next season, but for us, more importantly, in our selfish terms, you might not even have a youth academy. Mm-hmm. They might not even have a youth academy, according to yeah, them. Yeah, it, it's not looking good for Neem, but for us, UCL is still a possibility. OL ran out comfortable winners after a rather edgy start, is what I'll say. We'll discuss that later on. But 5 2 winners, Paqueta scored twice again, Memphis on the score sheet. Awa back among the goals and Slomani from the bench. So, coming to you first, George. Firstly, what did you make of the game? As I mentioned, we had a rather dramatic start where Owell didn't look too um, look too good. Your uh, your best friend didn't get off to the best of starts, and then after that, the goal just flew in. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, but like that first couple minutes, I'm like, what's going on? Uh, Marcelo, like, what the heck? And then Lopes, like, why did you get out of your goalposts? But that's beside the point. That was a quite nervy, like, first couple minutes of the game that I was like, oh my god, please don't tell me that's going to be the case. But we, 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 you know, after that, we reacted, we got the goals, it was fine. But man, that was, oh, that was a nerve wracking start. Um, the game was good. I mean, we were hope we were trying to like, hopefully try to get a different results elsewhere to help levitate yeah. this result. But it's just like, a, oh, okay, we got three points. We battered them. We got what we need to do, but no one else outside of what our game was didn't do its job. So yeah. It's just like nonchalant, like, oh, yay, we won. Oh, great. We're still fourth. That's the thing. It's it's not really in our hand as things stand. There's there's the hope it happens on the final day, and it's it's still possible. But, again, it's it's the, the sort of thing where you're just wishing and hoping for something else to happen, whereas you would rather just focus on yourself and know that that was enough. But, obviously... As things stand, that's the way just things are, and we've got to get on with it. What did you make of the game, Tom? Some good goals, right? Nice to see a, a seven goals scored for a change. We've seen some boring games this season. I, I will say this: I think we, we, I think everyone sort of forgets that before the Marcelo incident, there's already a few chances for Neem and for us. Yeah. We nearly scored within the first minute, and I was like, "This is going to be interesting." Um, yeah, and. It was interesting. <laughs> it went all over the place. Like at some point, Paquetta was just like, you know what, guys, I'm not losing to Neem. I'd rather go back to Sao Paulo if we're going to have this kind of result um, or wherever I'm from. Um, so I'm going to, you know, take the ball and just run with it and got the goal. <laughs> Literally, like if it wasn't, he scored on his second or third try. I think before that, we'd already got two yeah. corners or something. And it was just like we were always going to score. Now I I will say this commiserations uh, to to uh, to Neem because I think they they've actually done pretty well since the new manager came in, and uh, I do follow a few Neem supporters on Twitter, 
uh, including Flex Scouts. Um, so I, I do feel bad for them because I don't think they're the most annoying team uh, in the league. And they, but unfortunately, <laughs> they're, they're, you know, the budget was limited and they, they, they sort of struggled. Um, but we took advantage of it. And there have been a few decent goals. Um, I'm sure we'll get into specifics afterwards, but yeah. uh, our goal is it's sublime. Um, yeah, it's just Ooh. exceptional. Uh, Shirky's cross, exceptional. Uh, and just generally, like, everything just felt smooth. Like, even Leo Dubois looked really good. And I was like, whoa, this is impressive. Um, I don't know if that's the adversity, the lack of adversity, or if just he was really that good. Uh, but that cross for Memphis's goal, I mean, yeah. special. I mean, you look in, in look in Memphis's eyes, you're like, oh wow, he's actually like really going to thank Leo Dubois here. He's a like, oh, wow, okay, there's things are turning. <laughs> um, if you can recognize game, then yeah, sure, go. Um, there's obviously a few irregularities, and I think if you do take the overall game, uh, it's probably still down to 45 good minutes. Um, yeah. not specifically the first or the second half but overall <laughs> 45 yeah. minutes um, periods of the game yeah but that's that's football you're, you're never going to have 90 yeah. full minutes unless you're like Manchester City playing Villeneuve Desk or something in the far east of Lille yeah. um, so yeah at a professional level it's not going to happen 90 full minutes but this yeah. this felt like a, a good good result Uh even with the shaky starts. Um, I don't remember us playing this well since maybe Saint-Etienne, but correct me if I'm Probably. wrong. Uh, but again, on that night, adversity. Like, I'm not throwing sticks and stones at Saint-Etienne, but it felt like there was, in both games there was a lack of adversity, which meant we... I think, didn't Neem have, like, only 16 people on the bench or something like that, or yeah, something very it's... limited? And even yeah. then, I mean, Sentetin's squad generally is a lot better than Neem's. Um, so we just took advantage of what we had and we knew we had to win. If that means we get an extra plus three goal difference, then fine. I don't think at this stage it's going to change anything because Monaco is, at, at, you know, at best for us, gets a draw and that still leaves us a point ahead. So we're not going to go into Champions League on goal difference. Um and if they win, obviously go through. So goal difference doesn't really matter at this stage. Um, overall, good game. Um, I'm sure we'll get into the specifics, but um, you know, goal difference really does matter. You know, goal difference Sorry? doesn't. If goal difference will matter, if if Monaco lose and we draw, we qualify for the Champions okay. League. What are the odds? <laughs> you never know. You, know, okay. you never know. Where okay, things Monaco, have happened. Please do lose the loss, and we. Have to hope we don't win. <laughs> Wait. Keep in mind, champions have been won. Turkish Super League. Yes. One goal. No, well that, I mean, so, yes. on a whole different podcast. Turkish Sorry, Super just League. That. What the hell? <laughs> but, yeah, but I'm just saying. A mad league. But, I, I will say yeah, this like, because it's an OL podcast. Rochelle Gazal wins them the league. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Come back to Leo. <laughs> no, no. no I'm I mean, he's a winger. Point, I'm, I'm making <laughs> the point that. Goal difference should matter yes, because okay. it wins titles yeah. and also Champions League. But that's no, what and I'm it will, to make. Sorry. The, the argument is stands if that does happen again. That yeah. would be unlikely scenarios okay. that goal both teams fail to count. win. And but even for Memphis is uh, tally and going for best player of the year could be important to scoring another goal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, but before we move on to the next section, I must admit it. It'll be a shame to see the best named manager in the league and get relegated. I just, I can't, I can't not bring up the name Pascal Plonk. It's just a, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a great That's name. True. It is. It's a great name. I've got friends but, called Plonk, so I'll, I'll mention it. Is, it's a great name. It is. It's a great name. But moving on, talking of great players, Paqueta and Memphis again, came up with the goals again. We find ourselves talking about the same thing every week. Paqueta's done this. Memphis has done that. Again, Paqueta... Literally. <laughs> no, Paqueta and Memphis. If we're, if we're honest, again, it's the same this week. Paqueta, two goals and an assist. 
don't know how many times we're talking about him with the decisive contributions. If you take his goals and assist away, the game ends 2-2. Uh, Memphis with another goal as well. That's 20 goals this season and 10 assists. So 30 contributions for the season. It's the first time he's done that since he left Holland. So, again, a great season for Memphis. But... Paquetta's become the highest goal scoring midfielder in league and as well. In history or scoring this season? This season. This season. Disappointing. He's not taken penalties. He's, he's not taken a penalty either. Pretty impressive. But True. again, keep it short and sweet, but how impressed were you with Paquetta and Memphis again against Neem George? They're like a baguette with brie cheese. It was that's like a perfect combination. Sorry, I had to put a French thing in there, but it's actually perfect. It's it's perfect. That's how I think of the paquetta in uh, Memphis. Cheese and bread. I mean, it's a good. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. It's a good combo. Great com- Great combination. So both on yeah. the field and on the off the field. Plate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not see any brie and baguettes on the pitch. What a great short and sweet answer, George. Let's just leave it at that. Tom, what do you think of Paquetta and Memphis? Um, no, it's a great combination. I think um, I don't think I've said it enough here, but when great technical players play together, they usually come to a good understanding. And yeah, we've seen lots of very good duos this season in Ligue 1. Um, Andy Delore and Gaetan Abold is yeah, one of them. Um, I wouldn't say Mbappe and Neymar, but it probably is a good example if they're both playing, which hasn't been much of the case. Um, and healthy. Yeah, to an extent, Yilmaz and David has been a healthy relationship yeah. as well. Um, there have been some really good duos. Um, you know, yeah, in relegation, that's a good duo. Um, but um, in terms of on the pitch, Paquetta and Memphis is, is special. And I think having that third element of Awar coming in um, makes it even more special. So yeah. I've, I've read, you know, if we keep on seeing Paquetta doing um, Strictly Come Dancing every week, I'm happy with that. I mean, if he's going to bring on more celebrations and more goals, bring it on because we're going to need him next season. Whoever we bring in, yeah. he's going to be central piece whether our or not stays, he's going to be a central piece to this team. So, yeah. he, he, again, grit. I talk a lot about grits on this podcast, but he just showed the leadership we needed. And it's good to see him back on... Did he... Yeah, he did score last week. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, I just felt that last week was his first good week in maybe a, a while. And yeah. that he's slowly getting back to his top level, you know, after the disappointment of of Lille, and I don't think he was very good against Monaco either. Uh, we, we explained circumstances, obviously, but um, yeah, this feels like he's getting back to his top level at the best moment in the season. Yeah, I think the thing with Paqueta is next season, I think of the two, it's likely that we do leave Memphis. There's been reports today, we're recording on Monday, that he's in direct talks with Barcelona, so you'd think you're going to need someone to take that mantle up next season, and I think there isn't anyone more perfect than Paqueta with what he's done this season. He's shown that he can grab a game by the scruff of the neck when you need someone to step up. And again, in 2021, if you take Paqueta out of this Leon team, I don't even think UCL qualification would have been a hope going into the final day. So Paqueta excellent, obviously, next season. It's imperative that if, I don't know, maybe a £40 million, £45 million pound bid comes in in the summer, it's flat out rejected. We need we need him for another season at least and hope he can do the same again next season, especially when you're potentially going to lose some players in the summer. But talking about UCL qualification, and as I just mentioned, elsewhere, we spoke a bit earlier about it. Pep Genesio couldn't cope with the results. Monaco beat Ren 2-1. Um, they grabbed the goal back, but it wasn't helped by... Um, Damian Da Silva getting sent off later on. Uh, we'll speak a little bit more about him later on. But good transition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things, really. Monaco 
seem to be grinding out the results. Again, we beat them, yes, in bizarre circumstances, but it happens. So we've seen that they can lose. Again, they lost to Strasbourg in bizarre circumstances. So weirder things have happened, but do you have hope that we can... I don't want your prediction, but do you still have hope that we can get UCL going into the final there, Tom? We've got to have hope. I think uh, if you're not asking for a prediction, we've got to at least have hope. Um, yeah. So as much Green. as uh, as Lens and so on, and we've got a special relationship with Lens winning the title against our first title against them in 2002 and so on. But um, if you don't have hope, then obviously the team's never going to believe in themselves either. So we're obviously keeping an eye on the results on next Sunday and hoping for the best. Yeah. What about yourself, George? Have you got hope? I know there's been times this season where you've uh, maybe lost hope, but again, going into maybe. the final day, do you, do, you, do, you, do you still have a belief? Don't provide any predictions. We'll get those later on. But do you, do you have a belief that it's possible? In the words of Maya Angelou, hope for the best, be prepared for the worst. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> So that's how I'm going to treat it. Sorry, I just... We need to tweet that. (laughs) Hope for the best. Be prepared for the worst. Life is shocking, but you never know to appear to be shocked. That's the end. That's how... Not not to dig out Tom, but that sounds like one of his late night tweets where he's he's being very mindful. But you know what? That that hits the nail on the head right there. Hope for the best for Champions League. Be prepared for the worst, which is Europa League. I Life mean, can't be shocking at times, but it never appears to be shocked because we already knew it because we did this to ourselves. I'm not going to go into specifics, but just we did this to ourselves if we didn't get the qualifications. And I'll leave yeah, that. I mean, let's, let's, let's think positive. I mean, let's, let's think positive. Uh, Liam, I will not have you at slander my tweets at 4 a.m. No, very good tweets. Very good tweets. If you want a bit of motivation at 4 a.m., just join my Twitter group. <laughs> Link in the description for this yes. episode. <laughs> or well, better than yeah. just have someone just start talking a podcast about food. It makes you hungry. <laughs> yes. but Inspirational on, on podcast the, this week. <laughs> on, on a positive note, let's let's not go into the uh, the results that could potentially decide the season. We'll have a, a completely separate episode designated to that if that's what it comes to in a couple of weeks' time. But move before we move on to Nice. Um, can we get some pops and flops? We've discussed Paquetta and Memphis, so we don't want to hear any Paquetta and Memphis shouts. Taking those two out, who were tops? I'm going to start. We've mentioned him already, Leo Dubois. I think he had a great game. Some of his passes were excellent. Before, Ironically, before the game, I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter, it was in French, so... Our English audience may not have seen it, but it was, um, name your opinion that on a well that basically oh with the swords with the swords yeah. you know the image From basically causes people to throw daggers at you yeah uh, mine was that Leo was one of the best left backs in league and then he drops a performance like that so all I'll say is I'm not too far wide of the mark. I got a look from Tom there as if to say, what world are you living in? No, I mean, you just did say that Leo Dubois a left back, so I'm just going to quote you. Oh, I, I apologise. <laughs> Full backs in Ligue 1. Leo okay. Dubois is a right back. Good. Leo Dubois is no, 100% I, right back. I mean, if you're taking on the quality of the league, then yes, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And again, yeah, best right back, of the league. Best best of the league does give you a large span. It can be all forty right backs who go in the league, but I, I get your point. I get your point. It does, but um, one of the best. Trying to figure out my top. I'm yeah, I'm think, I mean, I would have said Awar, but he was pulled off really early. Um, and a good game, though, right? Another good, really good game. And that's two in two. Um. I think I'm going to have to go for our, and I think just for the sheer um, annoyed attitude he had when he came off, I have yeah, to back him there. Happy. I would agree with him on that. He was playing so good. Yeah, exactly. Why, why get rid of the chemistry? Why get rid of uh, someone that's getting uh, hot? Like, uh, not. Yeah, but. Okay, you know what I mean. 
Like uh, he's on, he's doing very well. Yeah, he's doing really good. I, I will say this. We've all complained here and I think everywhere that Shirky's not getting enough minutes. Realistically, yeah. we would all say, yes, let's bring off Toko Kambi. But but he does like as much as we probably gonna mention him in the flops, um Shirky is a like for like replacement for Valor. And as simple as Top it is. Through. And yeah, Toko yeah. Kambi brings something different. So if you've got already Memphis Paqueta Awar and Shirky, it's not going to work. Well, it, it could do. It could do, but there's nothing, like, there's no darting runs and so on. Like, Shirky's not yeah. going to say, um, you know, just throw the ball forwards and I'll run for it. Mm-hmm. Even if Garcia goes, Ali Hayan, uh, he's not going <laughs> to run for it. <laughs> so, you're right. Um, yeah. So, I understand as much as not really defending Garcia here, I do understand why he would take our off. Yeah. It's just after 57 minutes, was just like, have you watched the game? Yeah, that didn't make much um, sense. No. So, I think Awa has to be up there. Um, Bruno was okay. There's nothing exciting, yeah. but he was okay. Yeah, he did his job. Well, what about you, John? That was my Any, choice. Anyone? Damn it, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I would put no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. Jason Denea. Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah. That's it. I agree. Jason Denea. I agree. I'm going to just, Especially... the way he says Max Hans Kakadei, Jason Denea. Jason Denea. Um, Especially with this, the, like, uh, well, his, um, his performance, I'm sure we'll talk about him afterwards, but um, his performance was sublimed by how poor his buddy, how poor it was. I think yeah. it was a regular denial performance, but because his buddy next door was kind of like, I'm not showing up to the party. Then he was like, I'm going to have to rock this body by myself. I'm going to have to do this yeah. alone. And he only conceded two goals, knowing that we probably could have conceded a lot more. In the words of fake Sinatra, he did it my way. He That's did it, it his way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know what I'm doing today. today. I don't know why I'm very philosophical, but it is working. I must say the the defensive performance wasn't very philosophical philosophical it was very um very average to say the least so i don't i don't think any of the uh the, the center backs covered them in selves in glory but i must admit the nia stepped up massively i was criticizing him for a goal i can't remember who it was against um, monaco, the one who went forever. off against monaco monaco yeah monaco that it wasn't a great goal to concede but again he, he he's got back to fitness and he put in a, a decent performance I'll say. Uh, before we move on, flops. I'm not going to really criticise many people. I know one stat I wanted to throw out. Toko Kambi. I was looking through his stats earlier. That he topped one stat in the club, and uh, that's offside. Uh, so you can make the credit for him. He works hard. Maybe he offers something a little bit more, but. My hope is that for the final game, we maybe see someone different. I think his, his barren spell now has probably gone on a little bit too long. He's not... He's it's not been, what, 13 games? 13 games? 13 games without That's getting not a back good stat. And maybe give Pino a go against Slomani, maybe. Slomani was good when he came off the bench. Turkey's assist. Again, you didn't mention him in tops. I think he's where the other shout. Good goal. Especially Turkey's cross as well. Fantastic. But, yeah, I think we need to see someone different in the final game against Nice. Again, Tom see, talks Shir- about... Turkey and Slimani are like cheese and crackers. They're just good. Well, they're well together. Yeah. They do. They do. I think we, we've talked a lot about the connection they have. Um, yeah, it's another food reference. Yeah, it's <laughs> another food reference. Um, it's true, though. It's true. It, it is true. It works together. I think if you've got Awar, Slimani, and Shirky together... And I think there was definitely a point. That's cheese crackers and red wine. Mm. <laughs> Raisin. Raisin? Grape. A grape on the top. Oh, a grape. Okay. A All grape. right. Side of the point. But I'm just saying. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know if last week they actually all played at the same time. But I do feel that Shirky, Awar, and Slimani all playing together would be one hell of a trio. You've got Viva Algeria screaming in the stands throughout yeah, the game, the, and it's 
one hell of a trio. Um, Leon's Algerian community would be out in full force. It's it's Algerian connection there. I mean, we're not going to get any better. Um, It's the kebabs. Yeah. (laughs) Not very Algerian. (laughs) Another food reference. I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, I'm just done. What? I, I will let, say... let, let's hear a flop. Let's hear a flop only. Are we? Are we? Do we need to? Because we already know. We already know. We already know. Well, I mean, there's Toko Akambi. We've we've talked about Toko Akambi. Marcelo. We've Marcelo. talked about. Yeah, Marcelo. Yeah, Marcelo. Um, yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> well, I was think it's not a flop, but we we did talk about this in the chat about um the keeps rating of six for Kakre, and I've been so. Not over the yeah over the moon. I think is the word with him recently, and I think it's definitely not his best performance. And yeah. but again, at, at, at his age, we've got to be nice to him. And if the keep, oh yeah, the, yeah. Uh, who clearly watch all the games, we know that you know sometimes um, <laughs> we're, we're very intrigued as to how they come up with the grades. Um, I mean, they did have ten games to cover that night, so they might have not watched it. Yeah, um, let's cut them some slack. That's got them the slack, but I think Kakre was a bit generous with the six, uh, and he does yeah. lose the ball on the second goal, but again, was pretty good, and I, I, I've got in mind a few times where he's got the ball back and and done really well in pressing, so it's, a, it's not his worst performance, that's for sure. A mixed bag is what I'd say. A mixed bag. Uh, Lopez, Lopez was a bit off. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like the fact was, that he was off his goal for that first goal that that's the only issue. That just really, like, why? Luckily, that's this wasn't like in the 89th minute goal. into no, the, it's not not the game. Fault, but but I'm saying, why is he there? That's, that's being picky. That's not low position. Okay, Marcelo doesn't even look. Marcelo doesn't even look to see where he is. He just no. passes the ball backwards, expecting him to be there. And it's Anthony Lopez. Anthony Lopez isn't going to be stood on his goal line when the ball is in the penalty no. area. Let's be honest. No. So he just passes the ball backwards, and then Kone has empty net to tap it into. It's not Lopez's fault. No. He's not. I don't know. He's not the world's tallest man. It's not. It's <laughs> like. No, that's true. It's, it's not Slimani. It's not standing Slimani. It wasn't a great performance, I must admit. But even no. still, I think it's harsh to really criticize. I think there's, there's, we, we call sort of all agree that there's two real flops, and that's Marcelo and Toko Kambi. I don't really think yeah, there's anyone well, else. Think, I'm trying to think of I who think came that. on. Um, Forgot who came on. I don't know. Mendez came on. One thing I will say, I think Mendez looked decent when he yeah. came on. Jamande, that's because of the fact that yeah. we, we didn't have we had a great midfielder to start with and actually do something. Because if he was started, I don't think it would have been very good. Point. No, but he, he, he was okay when he came on. I think um, we've covered that pretty well there. I mean, we've probably discussed every player, yeah, other than pretty Max much. Corner, so let's uh, uh-huh. let's leave minus it the not. academy, <laughs> minus the academy. It's all good. We got everything. Yeah, let's let's leave it there. So Going into the final day, it's come upon us. We've been talking about the the final few games. It's just been creeping down each week, and now it is we've got one game left. We know that we need the three points. We spoke about earlier that there's a scenario where a point could work, but you don't want to be relying on a point going into the final day. We need the three points, and we've got to hope that things go our way elsewhere when Monaco play Lawrence. We play Nice. Monaco's... Those French Riviera rivals, so hopefully that could stem something that need bend over backwards for us. <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> but yeah. So last time we did play Nice, they may as well have bent over backwards for us. It ended four-one. Leon were on top form that day, hoping for the same again. What are the chances of that happening again on Sunday, Tom? That man, um, Tom. I mean, Statman Tom is back. Uh, <laughs> no, as not as in depth as it used to be. Uh, but I, I will say this: I think Nice, if not how familiar, depending on how familiar you are with the with the French league, uh, Nice have a developing product. I think is the word. Um, yeah. With I can't remember the name of the group, but basically Radcliffe 
Um, that's, that's it. Ineos has come in with um, one of the richest man men in uh, the richest in the UK. Man in Britain. The in richest Britain, man yeah. in Britain. And they've yeah they've massively invested in the club, but with intelligent recruitment. It's not like oh let's just go and buy Hamas Rodriguez and Falcao and do a Monaco. It's it's younger players. So like of I mean Guiri, so like sort of Kev, uh, not Kevin, uh, Dolberg, and uh, you know there's interesting young players, um, but it's not quite merged, and no. I think that's partly due to the managerial situation um, because they've had a pretty run a pretty poor run in with Vieira before, and I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss him one day because he's one of the candidates for our, for the future OL job. But Vieira didn't quite suit the project. There's been a lot of injuries. Um, there's a lack of cohesion, and there's a few key positions where they're really slacking. And it's a shame because I think Nice. Uh, do remember that great 15-16 season? I think was with uh, Hatem Ben Arfa and Dal there and so on. Um, they were really good back then, and I've I've got no issue with Nice. I think I'd be happy to see them back in fighting for Europe. Uh, unfortunately, they they're sitting in ninth now, um, quite far, uh, relatively far. You know, it's a good uh, seven points behind Lens, who are the first European spot, and they haven't really competed all season. They've slowly gone back into the mix. I know there was a few points in the season where they were really right at the bottom and very far from everything. Um, they're not scoring enough goals. That's definitely a, a problem they have and it's conceding a lot as well, um, which seems to be a reoccurring issue with Nice over the, the years. Also helps that their centre-back got into a very serious injury that caused yeah, them to be so out. I so mentioned that earlier probably... the injuries. I think it's uh, it's Dante is, is a main main man, and it's he's our, he's our Marcelo. You know, he, he's really quite important to the team. And without him, I think it's even more than Marcelo. He's the really the life and soul of the team. And without him, it's it's quite difficult. I'm thinking more of Hilton at Montpellier, for example, um, who really leads the team together. But they have int- very interesting talent. Um, you know, William Saliba's come back in uh, from from Arsenal after a few issues with the club. Put it that way. Um, Yusuf Atal is, is very promising, uh, but feels like he's been promising for ages. He's now 25. So is he really going to break through at some point? Uh, I think the main man, men that we have to point out in this team is obviously Amin Guiri, who's, who's been terrific this season and makes us kind of regret of not really giving him a chance um, at Leon, But that's the way it is. Um, you've got Marcus Turam's I was going to say boyfriend, that's not the right word, brother, uh, playing as centre mid, uh, Kefren, who's, who's been terrific. And I think we'll definitely get a position possibly in the under-21 squad for the Euros this summer. Uh, and then the last one who's had a position in this um, in this team is Alex C. Claude Maurice, who's been absolutely terrific every time he plays. There's, a, there's players that are in and out uh, of that Squad, you know, it's Maulida. Sorry to interrupt. Well, Claude Maurice missed the game with Leon due to injury, where he got season ending yeah. injury in his last game. Oh, is he he's gonna miss this week then? Yeah, I'm that's pretty certain. Well, I'm promoting players who aren't even there, so that's great. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, there's you know, players that the really big OL fans would know of. Maulida is also an ex Leon, uh, yeah. Ronnie Lopez. Ex Monaco, Manchester City, Lille as well. Most of France, basically, apart from Lille, uh, Lyon. It would be quite good in Lyon, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind having Ronnie Lopez. Um, and Morgan Schneiderlin in the middle, like of all people, Morgan Schneiderlin. But um, it, it's a bit of an up and down season. And I think they need another season with a proper good manager to guide them to, to bigger success. I definitely think there's the funds. To become a good, interesting project, I just think it's been poorly invested. Um, think of yeah. the likes of Balotelli in the past. Schneider wasn't a great investment either. Um, no. So it's a it's upcoming club. I think yeah. if you're looking for for a team in France that's not well, 
then firstly poor choice secondly why not choose nice um because they, they've yeah. got a they've got a nice project uh, and you know what if you want to go to the stadium it's a nice city there's not much to do but yeah. it's a nice city uh, the beach isn't very good i must say no just it is the pebbles. promenade des anglais which is the the promenade of english people basically that's what yeah. the name it is yeah, um, the, the beaches aren't great in the uk though I'm <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> if you do want to support nice go ahead uh in terms of of the opposition this week um i'm hoping that we don't have the the ol syndrome of literally every player that's played at leon is amazing against leon clement grenier jordan ferry um and this time i mean guiri maulida mm-hmm. um maybe uh Renard Lead comes out of his ACL injury and starts scoring back flips. I don't know. Um, really hope he comes back into the team next year. But you know, um, I, I think we've got a good chance of winning this. Uh, there's definitely it's been it's been a complicated season. They've just lost to, to Strasbourg as well, who obviously are fighting for for relegation, but uh, at least yeah. aren't really fighting for anything. So on the beach, yeah, basically. Uh, so I expect us to, to go out victorious uh, of this game. Uh, I wouldn't be overly confident as I wasn't last week, but I think we definitely have a better chance than against Nîmes, who are definitely fighting for the relegation. And as you said, Nice on the beach, on their own beach. Not very good beach. No. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about us and the... Mm-hmm final game. I know we spoke a little bit last week about the multiplex yeah. and we're going to have one eye on our game and one eye what's going on where Monaco are. So it's it's one of those things. Going into the final game, how are you feeling about where we are considering our season and what's at stake? Is, are you calm? Are you uh, just of the opinion it is what it is? If if we have to play Europa League football next season, is that the worst thing we've done it before? We've done quite well in the competition. Or is Champions League football a must than anything but that is a massive failure and you think this season's been COVID's affected things and you think, well, football's not been the same as it normally is as a result of that, but is UCL it and anything else is a failure? What about well, come to no, you first, George? With no Europe, it's Champions League or bust. I mean, it's kind of we will have Europe. We I know have we have Europe. Europe. Don't disregard Europe League. It's I'm not, but I'm saying some... I'm going to compare and contrast. I know this is going to sound weird. Comparing Marseille's time when they had no Europe, they got Champions League, and we got no Europe. And now we're not going. We're just going to get Europa League. Yeah, but same I mean, debate for Monaco. I mean, Monaco didn't have Europe this season either. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's like, like they could win a cup. Exactly. So I, I I'm I'm feeling okay. I mean, it is what it is. We have ourselves to blame. There was definitely a lot of games that we shouldn't have dropped points. But that's for another time. That I'm just going to leave it as generic as that. When there was times where we dropped a lot of points that could have never been in this predicament to begin with. Yeah. But it is what it is, and we hope for the best and expect the worst. Yes, that's the way I said it. Okay. That's fair. I, that's I agree. Fair. I had to think of it that way. I agree. I just think of it really. I don't know about you, Tom. I just think of it as really the football's been a weird one this year. We were top at Christmas, and we were all aspiring, that hoping that we we could have won that elusive title that we haven't won for God knows what 12, 13 years now. It's been a long time. See, that's the it, thing that issues me because everyone, like, once we hit Autumn Champions, they're going to be like, oh, my God, we're going for the title. And, like, well, literally, like, you, I mean, it was the expectation. You, you, you can't help but dream when you Obviously. are in that position. Yes. You can't help but dream. And I'll admit, I think we were all thinking in the back of our minds, We've done it for we've done it for half the season. If we do this for the other half, we'll be champions. It's like one half FC. Oh, one half FC, right? Yeah. That 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 wasn't the case, but obviously <laughs> UCL was the thing that we wanted at the start of the season. It's still a possibility. What are your thoughts going into the final game, Tom? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, the expectations of, of going for champions was maybe slightly diluted by over expectations. I mean, we, we know that Toko Kambi and, and Kedawero overperforming and that other teams were out were not performing to their standards. I'm thinking of PSG, who've definitely stepped up in 2021. Uh, Lille, Monaco, all three of them have, and we haven't kept the level we used to have. Uh, I think we've even actually been worse uh, since the turn of the year, and I don't think that's a, that's a big, uh, big claim. So I'd be really happy. Not a big shocker. Yeah. I'll be really happy with with um, with Champions League, and I think uh, you know we do we deserve it. I think that's the main issue because compared to Monaco, yeah. not sure. Um, Sometimes you don't get what you deserve, though. No, no, but I, I just there's a small part of me that feels that this is the type of of game we've already had before, like that six one against Monaco where we needed that win for. The Mars beating Marseille to the to Europa League when Garcia yeah no Champions League when oh. Garcia was there. One thing I will say before we move on, Tom, is uh, would you be at peace with Europa League football? Um, the only worry I have with Europa League because I'm a big fan of Europa League. If you follow me really on Twitter, you'll know that I'm a big fan of Europa League and I love the whole chaos of it. I just worry that Leon is not the type of team that embraces that chaos like uh, a Sevilla. Or a, a Manchester United and so on. Yeah. That they Actually, would do. Go on. I was going to say, and I'll be at peace because you know what? It's not like the same Europa League it is like the years past. It's now like a little bit more focused, a little bit more high quality competition than it it's, would be. It's a really you know? good competition. I think it's getting more attention now because big teams are ending up in there. I mean, Manchester United, you're possibly going to have uh, Liverpool and Juventus in it next year by the standards of today uh so i think it's growing and the standard of football is improving uh that's the only issue is that i think leon would be the type of team that wouldn't embrace the chaos yeah. and end up like a top them and be kicked out by dinamo zagreb um yeah and or if it's Dino, not dinamo zagreb or csa moscow or I moscow or they come up against a really good team like juventus you know like i've We've obviously beaten Juventus recently. Yeah, but it's but no, I get the fact that we're in Europe do. League. It was like, well, then this means that we get a proper yeah. go at the European competition. But last time we had a proper go at European competition, in that one, we got kicked out by Ajax, who were definitely not better than us that, yeah. on both legs. So who knows? I, I think it'd be an amazing adventure and we probably would go far. Um, and it'd be amazing to play in it. But I'm just—it's—it's it's not as secure as people think. I don't think Leon would go in and win it. No, but it would just be yeah. more podcasts for us, <laughs> more of an excuse to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, whatever yeah, competition I, we play, we're gonna have more podcasts. Yeah, we're we're not we're not going anywhere. So before we move on, can we get a score prediction and a UCL qualification prediction? Anyone score prediction. I'll, I'll take it first. first. A score prediction will win like 3 1, and we will not be in Champions League because Len Lens is a three game losing streak. And I don't think, um, I know, <laughs> uh, I know, um, and I don't think they're gonna be up for it. I don't think that I think it's gonna be like, eh, whatever. Then I, I don't think Lens is gonna do it. So I think we're gonna be in Europa League football, but we're gonna win, but it's gonna be Europa League football. That's fair, Tom. I'm, I'm sort of feeling the same way. I'd like to be optimistic. Um, I'm optimistic about the fact that we'll get the win. Uh, I think that's a, that's a start. Uh, I just think that the general trend of Monaco recently, and you know, um, Ben Yedder just scoring all the time and doing that stupid celebration uh, would just. <laughs> I don't see us. Uh, well, doing better than Monaco. Well, yeah, but we, well, you no, know, that's it. Uh, I don't see them doing that, not getting all three points. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I'm, I'm going to say we win 3 1. 
and I'm going to say that we do it. I'm going to be positive and optimistic for Good. a change. Well, I'm probably the, the more positive and optimistic. I, I think there's a chance. I, I'm, I'm the 50-50 on this one, I think. Yeah. Uh, 3-1's a good um, prediction. I think uh, when it was 3-1 on, on Sunday against Nima, I was like, oh. that's the prediction That's the prediction I put forward. And I was like, this is this is what it's going to end up. <laughs> um, but no, that's not the way it ended up. No. So, um, Maybe we should go a bit more bold with the scoreations, like a six-three or something. We've had a five-two no, and four. Nice are never scored. So we've six, gone up a goal. Yeah, but but my, my thinking is we've gone up a goal. So we went both teams scored an extra goal. You so know, maybe okay. we go to six-three <laughs> in realistic terms. For Memphis's final game, I want him to get a hat trick. That'd be good. Yeah, I mean, that'd... you remember Lacazette's <laughs> last game for the club? He got his hundredth. I was goal. there. Yeah, I was yeah, there. there hundredth goal against Nice. It's yeah. it's the whole circle. So yeah, I don't know how many it. goals Memphis needs to get a hundred, but he's going to need a few, I think. Uh, that's 20, like thirty plus. Oh no. Well, I mean, there have been some crazy scores oh, this yeah. year. Yeah, but yeah, I'll 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 say we do it. I'd, I'm going to say that Monaco play out a draw with Lons and we Good. managed to... I them. hope to God that's the case. I'll go sp- not streaking. I will not streak. <laughs> <laughs> if we do it, yeah. I'm going to be excited because then after all, I'm going to go to the Marseille fans and be like, look, Rudy Garcia's got a Champions League. Rudy Garcia, if you guys got sh- nothing. So I'll, I'll, I'll go to London next week and just wear my OL kit, whether it's raining or not. <laughs> you should just go to Let's Poland. Go to Poland and cheer for Man United so that uh, we yes. can get the group stage. There okay. you go. Yeah, that's a good idea as well. So, Gdansk. So Gdansk. Moving, moving on, we mentioned at the, the top of the podcast that we, we, we would have a question to answer. It's... Um, it's, it's a rather tongue-in-cheek edition, I must say. Maybe a few laugh when you listen to this. So one of our listeners um, at Adrian French here has asked us, do you think Zidane could coach Leon? Uh, does it seem feasible and would it convince Benzema to rejoin the club? So the second half of that I didn't realise there was question, that much. <laughs> two questions, maybe three questions. But the second half of that, question really two or three months ago i think his agent jazeera maybe i've got that wrong jazeera is his ex-agent yeah yeah went on a went on a a leon podcast and said that he wants to come back to leon so who knows it's probably a a complete load of rubbish that's a problem we've realized that it's his ex-agent that's why they're they're good friends although they, they are they are apparently still good friends. Yeah, so but he's still. since had other like a Spanish guy to represent him because he's just fed up of Jaziri's um, press stuff. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah. As I say, again, as I said, it's tongue in cheek. This this was a question just on Twitter, a bit of fun, if, I'm sure. But again, if, we're going to answer. If Zidane ever managed Leon, you know, hell has been frozen over. I mean, we've yeah. had COVID, so everything's no. possible now. <laughs> Who knows? As I said, my question was, do you see a world where this ever happens? And also to extend the question, do you see Benzema coming back to the club? I can see it happening if a Middle Eastern person takes over our club and gets a top-notch coach. Yeah, but otherwise, I cannot see that happen. Yeah, that's, that's... I don't know, because there's two factors to take into here, because... I think uh, Zidane's first job was potentially going to be Bordeaux. And then a few months later, he got Real Madrid. And I think because he's got a connection with Bordeaux, it was possible. And I still think he could potentially manage in France one day, uh, whether it's Marseille or Bordeaux, because he's got connections there, yeah. um, which are far smaller projects than than Real Madrid or uh, any project where there's a Qatari or big investor, or well, there's a big investor in Marseille, but beside the point, um, I think you could still manage a smaller big investor. I mean, McCourt is a big investor. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about investor. that another day. But <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, big investor. Okay, uh, so I think he's he'd be open to take like a salary cut and and just managing a, a 
smaller team than Real Madrid because I think you can't really go anywhere upwards True. than Real Madrid. Um, the French national team. Yeah, I mean, prestige is probably bigger. Um, mm -hmm. I'll give you that, but I think it's too young to be a French national team now. Um, would he ever manage uh, Leon? No, definitely not. Uh, he's got no connection there unless he's best buds with Olas. Um, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, he's not best buds with Olas. Okay. I do <laughs> see him going, if, if it's another tangent, I do see him going to Juventus next year, potentially, because he's got a good connection yeah, there and Pillar's probably leaving. Um, but so, no, not Leon. A resounding no to the answer to that question. Sadly the not. Last part, the last part of it is, is, do you see Benzema coming back to the club? Just a quick answer on this one. We could spend hours talking about how much we love Benzema and how great he is. I think we all know how I much of a good the, striker he is. He has to have the squad around him. He has to have the right coach and a great... Uh, he'll have the atmosphere, but he just has, has everything around him. And we have to yeah. have Champions League football. I mean, Anything like that, he won't come. I think the question really was wasn't for now. I think it's known that he's going to sign a new contract yep. with Madrid, whether it be one or years, two, two years. years. Two years, yeah. Well, as I say, I'm not sure on the duration, but it looks like two years because he refused three years to keep him his yeah. options open. Um, I think the only issue we'll have, well, one of the many issues, um, is that he needs to. Oh. Yeah, there needs to be a competitive squad around him, but he also needs to be at a certain yeah. level because it's all well and good and yeah. say, I want Benzema back, but he's going to be expensive. <clears throat> and I don't see the club in going into bankruptcy for Benzema if he can't even play football anymore. And also, when are we going to get him? Are we going to get him now? Or are we going to no, get no, him no, when no. he's 30 He's, he's signing old? an extension this year. Exactly. Contract with so he's going to be 45 be before he's accessible. Yeah. And yeah, realistically, again. he's going to have to be out of contract for him to come to Lyon because we're yeah. never going to have the money to pay for a transfer. And what, how old is he right yeah. now? 30, 33. 33, yeah. So he's going to be 35. 35 by the time we can have him. At, at, the, at this point, he's still at the peak of his form. So possibly, unless he gets injuries, by yeah. 35, he might still be okay. Uh, but then again, would he still be okay to come and play for Lyon? Yeah. Thing is, I don't see where else he can go unless he retires at 35. MLS. I, hmm. He likes the US. I, I, I'll give him that. He does <laughs> like the US. He likes LA. He likes uh, Miami. Yeah. Those have teams there and they can dish but out I think money. he's he's got the, the Ronaldo mentality of continuing to push his body further and playing at Real Madrid, Juventus or wherever. Bayern Munich at yeah. the age of 37. So, yeah, Leon, not anytime soon, possibly no. one day. Potentially in the future. I'd love to yeah. see him as an academy coach. He'd be <laughs> a terrible coach, coach who but... Yeah. Who <laughs> no, knows? I'm... He'd be but really weird as a coach. I, I'm not sure he's he would, exactly he very down-to-earth as a coach. But, again, potentially for the future is the way we'll leave yeah. that question. As I say, thank you for the question. If any of you have got any more questions, maybe more realistic ones, send those in to us. We'll be happy to send them and answer your questions. Actually, I've got a question for you guys. Uh, with Memphis leaving, um, does Paqueta get number 10? Yes. Or does Ryan Shirky does get he want? Does he want number 10? I don't know. I say yes. Why not? Ryan, Ryan Shirky doesn't take 10. it. Right. Ryan Shirky won't take it. There's a reason Ryan Shirky's number 18, I think, because Nabil Fakir was number 18. And before that, again, it didn't go great, but Hatem Benatha was number 18 as well. So we've had, we, we, there's been a few. Algerian, I, 18s. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Benatha's iconic, but you know, there's oh, a. Oh, yes. He, he scored a double in the first a, game I watched of Leon. <laughs> they, they, both those players have got a persona okay. about them. And, and who takes number 10? Do we bring someone in to get number 10 or do we just leave it? I naked? reckon somebody comes in or maybe... Oh no, Tukur Kambi's going to get number 10. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on from Tukur Kambi. Slimani gets number say. 10. Oh no. <laughs> who knows, as I say. It's possible. I would probably say Paqueta is the main candidate. It's whether he wants the number 10 shirt, I guess, in that situation. But he'd be my number one candidate for it. 
Um, who knows? The next section of this podcast could get the number 10 shirt. Um, we're recording on Monday today, <laughs> and I'm getting a perplexed look from Tom there. You'll understand in a second why. Uh, we're recording on Monday, reports this afternoon from Wikipedia and other sources. It, it was There was murmurs of it before it actually being confirmed by an official source that it was happening and we all thought it was going to happen. It was just waiting for a media outlet to announce it. But Wikipedia have surfaced saying that Leon have agreed to deal with um, Ren's central defender, Damian de Silva, to join a well on a free transfer when his contract expires at the end of June. Probably as a, a fourth-choice centre-back with uh, Ben Lamry leaving on free. It looks like he's going to go back <laughs> to the Middle East and play over there. Uh, he's all 33-year-old. He's turned 33 yesterday. He, we started recording on the 17th, so shows how late we're recording at night, but it was his birthday. The 17th in the so US. So in the USA, it's still his birthday. So happy birthday, Damian de Silva. But yeah, the 33-year-old is expected to sign a two-year contract with the club. Rather came out of the blue. I don't really think we were expecting to be talking about this on the podcast. But uh, first of all, what are your overall first impressions and reaction to this piece of business? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not too fussed by it, to be honest. I, I rate Damien De Silva. He's prone to errors. Yeah. Um, I will say that. And he's prone to injuries at his age as well. Uh, but he has been very consistent in Liga for the last few years. Uh, I think he could definitely do worse for a free signing. Um, and if he's going to be, if he's told that he's going to be number four uh, in the list, depending on what we do with deny under Euros and Joachim Anderson and so on, but realistically he's going to be number four. Um, if he's told specifically he's going to be number four, or at least a substitute, unlike Tata Rusano, who for you is going to be number one, um, that's fine. I'm okay with it, depending on how much he's paid, but I'm fine with Damien De Silva playing ten games next season. Yeah. Uh, and even the season after. You know, he, he feels like Jeremy Morel, and Jeremy Morel had I had no goals, no issue with him. I think he's actually better than Morel. Uh, he's a better header of the ball. Yeah, I agree. Very good positioning and very good on the man. So I actually think he can teach a few things to Jamande uh, along the lines yeah. and would actually be a quite good signing. I don't think it's come quite out of the blue because everyone knew he was going to be leaving some point this season. It was wasn't expected originally. of him to stay in France and certainly not yeah. Not that I've got an issue with Ren, but I didn't ex- I don't think anyone expected him to move up the table after the end of his yeah. contract. Uh, even if he loses his starting eleven spot. So I don't know if that was the play you were suggesting to get number ten, but I'm definitely happy with him coming into the club. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that I will was see a, this. I will say this, though. It's a good replacement for Ben Lomry. But yeah. this also puts now into question that, that we obviously are going to know. It's obviously right out in the blue. Gilcom Anderson will be sold. Yeah. There's no way around it. Say, he, will say, he will be sold. Because yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, what does it mean for other centre-backs at the club? I was going to say, do you think he could be a good fit? I think Tom said that. It does seem he watches a lot of French football. He's reliable when it comes to that. So we'll trust him. I agree with him from what I've seen from him. He does look good. A good reader of the game, good positioning, yeah. an experienced head. Even yeah. if he only plays a handful of games, he's a reliable. I mean, he reliable has good in the dressing room as well. And not only that, yeah. and, and not only that he has some form of a European experience. Some form yeah. of a European experience with Champions Not a massive. Not no, massive, not massive but has something of that yeah. nature. Yeah, but what what does uh, it what does it mean for other centre backs? So before we end this episode, because Denai is signing a new deal, he is going to sign a new deal. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah. If, if Denai signs a new deal, then Anderson's the one that leaves. Yeah, uh, yes. Unless, then what do you do with Anderson? You would sell him. You would sell him I'd as sell him. high as you can because he was did very good for Fulham, 
and there's other teams in England that want him. And obviously, England is that place that you can get a big chunk of money for like over overpricing players. But that's beside the point. He needs to go, and Oskar I think needs to go on loan if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, I think that would benefit his development. But the interested parties are Arsenal and Tottenham. I think he'd be seen. great at United, to be honest. I think he'd be great against uh, with uh, Maguire, and I'm surprised there's not more reports about it. Um, but, you know, he'd slot straight into Arsenal, that's for sure. Uh, with David Luiz leaving at the end of the season, he'd definitely slot right in. Uh, I think it's unfortunate for him, uh, because he could definitely do better than Arsenal. Um, if he can get Tottenham, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Tottenham, but I think he's but, a, there's a better problem. Here's the there. thing. It's London. It's just like one of those major European cities. He doesn't care what club. It's in London. So I mean, he's, he's already full. So he's not yeah. going to be moving. Yeah, he's already playing in form. He might not yeah. even have to move, which he might be happy no. with. Um, yeah. So I I think it's a shame that we didn't give him a proper chance last year. Um, if it was down to me, I would maybe not get that silver in. And relegate Marcelo as the fourth centre back. Not that I've got any issue with Marcelo, but I think aging wise, you've got Denayer and Joachim Anderson as the starting two centre backs, and Guido Marcelo Jamande as the third. That would be solid, but I don't think that's going to happen. Before we finish up, one last thing on Anderson. What what sort of fee? Would you be looking for him because he'd spent at a least good year what we paid. at least minimum <clears throat> what we paid for him to get balance the books. Otherwise, if we can get a small profit, I think it's twenty five plus bonuses. He could ask for more. I think, but if this is the age of COVID. I don't think there's gonna many people can get more than that. I would say you do thirty million, maybe a stretch thirty five. But outside of that, I don't think yeah. you're gonna get much for that. I think you say the age of COVID, but clubs are still. I mean. They're doing better. They're doing better now. Yeah, they're going to have more fans in the stadium and all that kind of stuff. So there will be more. Exactly. So I don't don't think big clubs are going to be too affected in terms of the spending by COVID. No, but I will say this. um, You know, a year experience in the Premier League as a captain, even if you're going down, um, I know there's a lot of Fulham players that will be leaving because they... Obviously, didn't merge together, but they individually were very good. Ariola is going to get a good club next year. What about Kenny Tete? Kenny Tete is not going to get a good club next year. I'm sorry, he's not very good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, Zambo Aguisa is going to get a good club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just laughing. If you guys don't know, he is crying laughing emoji. That's Liam right now. Just putting that out there. Um, Kenny Tete is not going to get a good club. I'm very sorry. I think he's he's very he's at his he's at his best in Championship, um, but the likes of of um, Mitrovic also will go down. Lamborghisa, Anderson, Ariola, those players will stay up and play yeah. first division football, and Anderson can definitely play in a European club, um, whether that's Arsenal and uh, not Arsenal. Because they're not in Europe, but they're big clubs, so maybe. Um, Tottenham will play most likely Conference League at least. Um, So I don't know how excited um, Joachim Anderson is by the Conference League, but it's better than a relegation. Europe's Europe. Europe's Europe. Uh, And he might be able to play against his old buddies in Sampdoria. I don't know. Uh, Or Or even in Denmark. He gets to play in Denmark. Denmark. Play in Denmark. Um, Who knows? Who knows? So I I think if I'm Joachim Anderson, I'm, I'm. looking to go back to the Premier League. If I'm Leon, mm. I'm hoping I'm for at least 25. Uh, realistically, I think yeah. he could push for 35 because he's been a Probably Premier League third. captain for a season. I and think that's big value. Yeah. And for, if you're Kenny Tete, I think you probably should retire. But that's another yeah. <laughs> Poor Kenny Tete. Um, has anyone got anything else to add? I do. Okay. So, First of all... Into- <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm... As I said last week, Trois moved up. I want to say congratulations to Clermont Foot. It is yep. their first time ever in Ligue 1. Yep. And fun fact, they're the only club in Europe that has appointed two different women managers for the men's senior squad. 
So that's, congrats to them. That's off to them. Best of luck for them. It's going to be challenging. Yeah. First year. Uh, again, my small Angelou. budget. Small budget. Hope for the best. Yeah. Expect the worst. But best of luck to them. I will say this. Um, I'm not agreeing with what you put last week as Clermont Ferrand being a local derby. Uh, as much as it's the same region, that's not going down very well on Twitter. So um, unless we get Grenoble, I'd be happy with Grenoble in the Ligue 1 and yeah. best of luck to them. Grenoble. GF38. Uh, and yeah, I mean, best of, I mean, They've not played the, the playoffs yet. Uh, Toulouse, Grenoble, and so no. on are still in there. So it's going to be intense. But next weekend, we should know who's in Ligue 1, all three teams. And we might have an extra derby yeah. to play. Yeah. Or two, depending yeah. on who, who you think you are, George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Geography aside, congratulations to both yeah. teams coming up. Again, Toulouse or Grenoble, we'll find out next week, I'm sure. But again... Congratulations to either of them that come up. Again, if you've got any questions for us, whether it's about Zidane, whether it's about us, whether it's about anything. Damien the Silver getting number 10. What is Jubilee? Yeah, yeah, like but in, yeah. try to keep it topical and reasonable and we can maybe start a conversation, a discussion about it. But thanks once again for listening. Keep sharing, keep reviewing the podcast. We keep massively listening. appreciate it. More, more importantly, do keep listening and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, guys. Bye.